Thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to become more like Him. Well, Merry Christmas. Everybody doing good? Hey, you can make a big round of applause. That's awesome. You've made it. You're less than 24 hours away from the absolute craziness that happens on Christmas Day. Amen? Wow. I, I want to do one thing real quick. I want to welcome in, for those who don't know this, we have another campus, and right now they're joining us live. And so let's welcome in our Sherwood campus down in, down in South Augusta. Good to see them down there and over the atrium, and still seems to be some people walking in. Thanks for joining us here uh, today. You could have been a gazillion other places, but you chose here, and we're thankful for that. And that's a big, big deal to us. Um, we've been in a series called Presence, and that last line of that scripture in Matthew has gotten me every time. I've actually, I think I've mentioned it every time that there's something special about that. Um, that, that, that passage where it says that God is with us, Emmanuel, there's this presence. And that's what we've been talking about. We haven't been talking about the presence that have wrapping paper on them, but we've been talking about the presence, the existence, the expectation of what he wants to do in our lives. Because of that, there is presence that we get, right? We get hope, we get peace, we get love. And today we're gonna talk about joy. And it always is amazing to me um, how... Two people can do the same exact thing. I've seen it happen here at church. Uh, two people hear the same exact message on a Sunday. One says it's the best message they've ever heard, and the other one goes, not so good, Pastor Bobby. Perspective, though, right? Isn't that what that's called? There's a different perspective. You ever gone to a movie, watched a certain movie? Just, it happened with me a couple months ago. I went and saw, um, actually, I was on a plane and uh, coming back from the DR, and I, I watched the movie Elvis. Anybody seen the movie Elvis? Not a bad, it's Okay. I was telling a few people I saw it, and I was like, I really kind of liked it. I didn't know all the stuff about, you know, all the different characters. And they're like, you like that movie? I'm like, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was awful. It was the worst movie ever. And I'm thinking, what? and how can people listen to the same song? Okay, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm like, my girl, my girl Taylor Swift. Like the new album, like some people, oh, it's fantastic. I'm like, not that good. I mean, there's a couple words in there. I wish you didn't. Anybody else? Just me? Am I the only one? I'm like, I wish you just go back to the roots. Go back and sing. Well, she's never been country. Anyway, that, just go back to that. Right? Perspective. That's what it is. And if there's ever been a polarizing holiday, it's Christmas. It seems like Christmas is the one that we're, we're most perspective. And it's, it's about like, what's your perspective? How do you see? It's, it's like this. Um, if you go to Walmart or Target, there's the guy out there or a lady out there ringing a bell, right? And they have a Salvation Army. I love what they do, right? And, and somehow or another, it generates in me generosity. And I want to put some more money in there. And I, I, I just want to, I wish they did it 12 months out of the year. Maybe we wouldn't have to have it. Just, you know, like we, maybe we could take care of some problems in the world. And the jingling bell is like, and some people go, that's annoying. And, and those people that they're giving them to, if they didn't put themselves in those positions, they wouldn't have to have money. It's perspective. How about this songs, Christmas songs? Anybody like Christmas songs here? Like to me, Christmas isn't Christmas until Journey we have sung Silent Night. That's, it's a tradition. We've been doing it for like 19 years now. And so I'm listening. I was in the back. I'm listening to Silent Night. I'm going, wow, I love this. It's, it feels like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a balmy seven degrees or whatever it is outside. And it feels like I'm in Yankeeville again. I mean, it's, it's Christmas. Perspective. Uh, some people hate Christmas songs. I don't know how you, I was at, um, at the post office this past week. Um, I was one of the people that were shipping stuff away the last minute, thinking it was going to really get there by Christmas. 
So I'm sitting in line and, and they're playing Christmas carols. And I, they were literally playing, I think it was Silent Night and they played a couple others because I was in there for two hours. So I heard a lot of Christmas songs. So I'm sitting in there, I'm listening. To them. I'm going, wow, that's cool that the post office is playing music about Jesus. And I'm like, this is fantastic. About three people in front of me. I wish they would stop playing this Jesus music. And, and, and for those who come to Journey, I have no filter. You know that. For those who don't come to Journey, I have no filter. And you don't know that. And so I came this close to saying something that I probably would have regretted. But it was sitting there, and then somebody else who also has the same disease as I have said something and said this, and I loved it. You can't have Christmas without songs to talk about Jesus. Somebody say amen to that. Because that's what it's about. It's perspective. What is it about perspective that changes everything? In many ways, I believe this with everything that's in me, the quality of one's experience in life and ultimately the quality of one's life comes down to their perspective of life, how they see life, how it unfolds, and especially at Christmas time. We sing a song here at Journey. If you're you're a guest here, thank you for being here. We're honored that you're here, okay? But like we sing a song on, on Sunday mornings a lot of times. It's by Maverick City, and it's a great meal. It's called Firm Foundation. And there's two lines in it that are all about perspective. And one of the lines goes just like this. It goes, I still have joy or I still got joy in chaos. Anybody say amen to that? Even when the world's going crazy, somehow or another, you can find joy. You know why? Perspective. And then, I, then it says, this is my favorite line. It says, and then I have peace that makes no sense. And I'm telling you, if you've ever been and around me, it's, there's, there's been some things over the years, people go, I don't know how you're handling it. You know how I'm handling it? Because I've chosen my perspective of joy. And I've chosen a perspective of this. It's a heavenly perspective. It's not, it's not a worldly perspective. And I believe this with everything. A heavenly perspective equals joy. So um, if your kids are sitting next to you, if you have kids, ha- pull out these glasses again. Because you kid, your kids didn't share. And Christmas is about sharing. And so I want you to give one to, like if you have one, give it to your parent. And I want your parents to look at these lights and, and, and so they, see, they would see what you saw. And, and mine are, I think mine, let's see. Yeah, mine are snowmen. Based on the perspective that you have, you see all kinds of different things. And see, that's how life really is. It's about the lenses that we see. Okay, you can put them down now. You all have way too much. Look at this. If I turn it this way, it does something else. I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced of this. When you have a heavenly perspective, you can't have anything but joy. Joy follows it. That's why people that go through, like, let's say, a tragedy like death, and they go through this tragedy, and they have the, perspective, the worldly perspective, all they see is the death. But you know what a heavenly perspective sees? Life. We see going and spending time with the Father. We see well done, good, and faithful, entering your rest. We see the things that God has, a place called heaven. Uh, how about this? A worldly perspective sees fear. And I'm telling you, if you live in the world today and you don't have a heavenly perspective, I understand why you see fear, but you want to know something? I don't see fear. I see peace. And a worldly perspective sees chaos and everything that's going on. But a, but, a, but, a, but a heavenly perspective, you know what it sees? Joy. It sees joy in the midst of all this crazy stuff. I love, there's a couple passages that I think about every time I think about perspective. Psalms 118 is one of my favorite. Verse 24, it says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That's a matter of perspective. If you have a bad day and you understand God has created today, you also understand he's given you all the details of that day and everything you need to make it through that day. That's perspective right there. Romans says it like this in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Yet what we suffer now, meaning we go through tough times right now, 
is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Meaning this present stuff that we're going through, doesn't, it doesn't even hold a candle to the stuff that God's got for us over here. Just endure. That's, that's perspective. And it's a heavenly perspective. If we have that, we understand. We understand what joy is. Martin Luther said it like this. Most people are about as joyful as they make up their mind to be. Think about that for a second. See, joy is not based on your circumstances. Joy is not based on the things in my life, my circumstances. It's how I handle the circumstances. It, what, it's what I see in the circumstances. It's, it's, it's what I don't see in those circumstances. That's what brings joy. And I'm telling you, if there's a story in the Bible and we're celebrating Christmas and the Merry Christmas, it's a, it's a good day. But if, even if you look at the Christmas story, there's multiple perspectives even in the Christmas story. You have Mary, right? That thought she was just gonna live the normal life and she's gonna go to school and she's gonna get married in a few years, all that kind of stuff. And then an angel of the Lord comes to her and says, you're gonna have a child. Not only are you gonna have a child, you're gonna have the son of God. No pressure there, by the way. I mean, Jesus acts up a little bit. Do you spank him or don't spank him? Right? I know that's the craziness of this brain. He's in the bathtub and he keeps popping up. Because he walks on water. Right? See how it works? Perspective. Joseph's perspective. He really thought it was going to be great. He said, me and Mary are going to go on a honeymoon. We're going to go probably to Jamaica or somewhere. They end up in Jerusalem because there's a sense that has happened, and she's got to drive on a donkey. I don't think she's having a good day. Perspective. All right, how, about, how about like you have, you have angels, and you have the Magi, and then you have Herod, and you have all these different people that have different perspectives. And the perspective that I love is the one we read about in Luke chapter 2 today. And, and it simply says this, and see if you can pick this up. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Right there is the, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's one perspective. If we have a worldly perspective, we, we're afraid. But if we have a heavenly one, we understand great joy. And that word perspective over and over again. You know the word joy, by the way, is found in the Bible 200 times. It's found 20 times in the book of Philippians. And actually, the book of Philippians is written by the Apostle Paul, who is actually kind of subtitled it, the epistle of joy, because it talks about the joy that we have with the Father. As a matter of fact, if you don't mind, I'd like to read from it for a second, because I'd like to read a couple verses about this thing called joy. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Always be full of what? Joy. And the Lord, and I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. That's a perspective right there. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And I love this, verse seven. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your minds as you live in Christ. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Man, he's talking about a perspective there about joy. And here's what I've learned. And if you came the journey, that if you were here this past Sunday, we worked on some, some, some English stuff. Y'all remember what we did? Putting the commas in the right places and putting the exclamations. In the right. So today I want to do a little math, a little, just a math equation, okay? Because it's going to help us remember this. Because I believe the first thing we all can get is addition by subtraction equals joy. 
Addition by subtraction equals joy. You know something? Before you can have fullness of joy, you have to get rid of some things that don't bring you joy. There's some things in our lives. There's some, dare I say, some people in our lives that don't bring us joy. And in order to fill our lives up, we've got to get rid of some of those things. Philippians chapter two, it says this, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. That's the first one right there. Here it is. I believe complaining, criticism, and comparison are things that we've got to get rid of in our lives. You know what I found out? When you're a complainer, you can't have joy. You literally say goodbye to joy when you're complaining. When you're complaining about whatever's going on at work and the world we live in, it. has anybody ever been around a happy complainer? It's because you relinquish joy when you do that. That's the first one. Here's the second one. I think bitterness, resentment, and anger are problems that we have that we carry those things. And if we don't get rid of them, we'll never be able to fill our lives up with joy. King Herod, if you know the story of King Herod, if you don't, I'm gonna tell you short, okay? King Herod found out that Jesus was gonna be born. They knew that the King of Kings was gonna be born. They had done all the timelines and this is when he was gonna be born. And Herod was afraid that this Jesus, this King that was gonna be born was gonna take over his kingdom. So he tried to kill them all. He tried to get the Magi to kind of, kind of, uh, kind of turn them in and where, you know, where, the, where the manger was, all this stuff. And because of that, there was resentment and there was problems and struggles. He could never have the joy. He'd never understand what Christmas was really about. Over my life, I, I hate to even admit this. I, I'm gonna be incredibly vulnerable. Over my life, that's the thing right there that has stolen most of my joy. Unforgiveness, resentment, and bitterness. To the point and if you've been around here any length of time, you've heard me say this before. Wisdom sounds a lot like my wife's voice. Anybody else want to agree with that? If you know what's good for you, husbands, you would agree, you'd raise your hand real high so they could see it. It's important that they see it. Three of us are smart. I have marriage counseling starting next now. Um, you know what? This is what she used to say. Every time, because I, I would do it. I, I'd be complaining about it about three years ago, really tough time. And I was complaining about, I, was, I, had all, I harbored all this resentment and bitterness, and I had no joy. I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy anything. And she said this, and I'll never forget this. She goes, you're allowing that situation, that person, to live rent-free in your brain. You're not, they're not paying them rent. They're not paying them rental fee. You're allowing them to live there. So you got you to gotta kick them out of the house. And I thought about that. That's why, that's why I can't find joy because a lot of times I'm having all, I got all this other stuff going on in the brain. And then she said this, you know what? Your issues have babies. Wisdom. What's, what's Ephesians say? It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Get rid of it. Let me give you another one. And this is gonna be a little abstract. Some of you may not understand this, but it's any situation you're going on and what's going on in your life right now, whatever the current situation is. It could be the parking lot at Target. It could be, it could be, guys, it could be this. That some of the things we know that somebody is bringing for our kids have not been put together yet. And there's going to be an argument, right? How about this one? H-O-A. For me, it was, it's, and does anybody else realize this? It's the smallest thing sometimes that bring the least amount and steal my joy. Uh, this past week, I have a couple of people that work in my office here today in this service, and I don't want to, 
I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I don't I love everybody. But I think it was Monday or Tuesday, I was just wanting a, a cup of decaf coffee. Dunkin' Donuts. Decaf. Princess needs his Dunkin' Donuts, okay? So I'm, I'm walking around. I had, I had, we had a box of it. And I'm like, hey, anybody seen? And I, I know somebody stole it. I know they did. I, I don't know who. I, I just simply said, can somebody order me? Well, it wasn't simply that way. Anybody ever say anything with sarcasm? Okay, so we're all, we're good. Like, hey, could anybody buy me some, you know, it was one of those. Well, I had, because I wanted some coffee. It was four o'clock in the day. And I didn't realize this when you're at my age and you drink coffee in the afternoon time, it keeps you up for three days straight. So I had, I had, a, I had, a, a, I had a fully funded, fully, you know, caffeinated cup of coffee. And I'm like, it ruined three days of my life. Who let, first of all, who let it ruin three days of their life? I did, okay? But those are the things that steal our joy. First, listen, always, this was the first lesson, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in how many circumstances? All of them, even when the coffee's not there, even when somebody steals my cup. I have a lot of issues, by the way. We'll talk about it later. Let me give you a second thing. Addition by addition equals joy. If you get rid of all this stuff, you need to put some good stuff back in, don't you? You got to fill that cup up. You got to figure out how to fill it so you put some stuff that's good in there. John chapter 15 says this, I've told you this so that your joy may be in you, that your joy may be, and I love this word, complete. It's full. It's maxed out. It's to the top of the lid. That's how I want my joy. And I have wrote down some things that, I, that I'll just say. I'm not going to go real, real fast. You know, first thing, family and friends. My family and my friends fill my tank up with joy. I love hanging out with my kids. I love having adult kids. I love my wife. I love my dog. I love my dog. I love my dog. I love my dog. It doesn't talk back like my kids did. It's fantastic. Or my, no, no, I was going to say my wife. Hobbies and rec. Just what you do to fill your tank up. And you know what's really cool about this? I love to cook. So I love to grill out. So when I have people over, they're generally my friends and I cook for them and it fills my tank. It's my love language. I love, I love for people to eat my food. Not everybody coming over at one time. This past week, it was music for me. Um, I listen to sports radio all the time, ESPN. And all they argued about was everything they could argue about this week, right? We all know that Georgia's the best team in the nation on Christmas Eve, right? It's, some of you are going, no. So I, I, I shut it off. And you know what I started listening to? I started listening to Christmas music. And the staff hated it because I sang all day long. And I think I sound like Mariah, Mar- Mariah Carey and nobody else does. All I want for, just like it, right? Don't I sound it? But you know what I found out? It fills my tank up. I'm joyful when I'm singing about joyful things, when I'm singing about Jesus. And the last one is this, spending time with God in his word and in prayer. It fills my tank. I love verse eight. It says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true, what's honorable and what's right and pure and lovely and admirable. And think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So that's that. Let me give you one more. Addition by multiplication brings joy. That's what I mean by it. Do you know joy is contagious? When you smile, other people want to smile. When you look like you've been baptized in pickle juice, you know what people want to do? Get away from you. They don't want to be anywhere. Hey, I'm going to give you a sad truth. 
Don't raise your hand because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but this is the truth right here. When I said things that steal your joy, I would almost guarantee there's multiple people in this room. I would say maybe even a majority of people, it wasn't a thing, it was a person. And that person popped up in your mind and you went, that's the person right there. Let me tell you, I'm gonna say, here's the Christmas truth. You want, I'll preach truth today. Here's, here it is, you ready for it? This is amazing. If we all did this, don't be that person. Just don't be that person. If that person steals your joy, it's probably stealing somebody else's joy. Don't be like that person. Instead, be like what God wants to be. And this is something that I've done for the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 years. And it's a great truth. It's a great idea. I want to make somebody's day every day. So today, I want to make somebody's day. Tomorrow, I want to make somebody's day. You say, Pastor Bobby, how we do this? I, there's multiple. <laughs> Some of you are going to go to restaurants in a little bit. Give an extra big tip. That's going to make somebody's day. Do you know I had a lady chase me out of a restaurant two weeks ago because she thought I put by accident too many zeros on it? She said, she said, Mr. Bobby, this, this is too, like, you. I was like, no, no, that, that's for you. She goes, you meant to put that zero on it? I said, I meant, I wanted to bless you today. You, she walked like, she's the world, right? How about, how about this? this and there's another one. Just smile at someone. Do, do me a favor. Everybody smile. Some of you, it's like, like pulling teeth to smile smile. Do something nice for somebody. Do something nice for one of your neighbors. So I wasn't going to share this, but um, our best friends, they were over the house last Saturday and Christmas is crazy. Somebody say, amen. It's just busy. Right. And then you add in, you lose a loved one. You know, it's just, it, it, and they could tell that I was struggling with the whole Christmas thing. So I've tried to listen. So I think it was Tuesday night, Tuesday night, we're sitting at the house. It's just me and my wife and we're cooking dinner. It's about 645. And the doorbell rings, which is not uncommon because everything we bought for Christmas this year has come from Amazon. So they're like nine packages a day, right? Uh, we're getting them, now we're getting them flown in. They're just helicoptering them in my front yard. It's just, they drop them right there. But the, the doorbell rang. And this is what I hear my wife, right? She goes, hey, there's more than one person out there. I'm like, what did you order? There was eight or 10 people out there and it was our best friends and some of their kids and grandkids. Now, we live in the country, y'all. We don't live in Riverwood. We, we are 15 miles from here, and it's, it's attractive. And you know what they were doing? They hid their cars. They were singing Christmas carols. The next day, I was on kill. Gosh, how can you not have a good, a good Christmas because of that? And I love this because... Uh, Proverbs says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others, guess what happens? They themselves will be refreshed. It's contagious. It goes around. Let, let, let me, let me, I'm going to wrap this up right here. This Christmas, can we do something? That's pinky promise. This Christmas, we're going to choose joy. And, and, and we got to understand, joy doesn't come from what you have. It comes from what you know you can never lose. Did you hear me? It doesn't, it's not from what you have. It's not about the, the amount of numbers on the end of your, it's the things that you can't lose. Joy doesn't come from your situation. It comes from a hope, hopeful expectation and belief in God's promises. I love what Proverbs says. It says, the hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectation of the wicked has, doesn't, comes to nothing. So here's what I'm gonna say. I choose joy this Christmas, okay? I'm gonna tell you why. It's really easy. I choose joy 
Because when you find it, it's the greatest thing in the whole world. When you find joy. Anybody ever not get a Christmas present that you expected to get? 13 years old. I'm sorry. 13 years old, I asked for a drum set. I love, I love the drums. I play the drums. And I was positive that my parents were getting me a drum set. But I woke up Christmas morning and there was nothing there. And then my dad, I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock said, hey, would you go get something out of the other room? And guess what was in the other room? The drum set. Now, I know we don't base our lives on feelings and things. But that, that day I realized something. It brought me joy. And when I found that, it was amazing. When I found Jesus when I was 17 years old, you can't steal my joy. First of all, you didn't give it to me. You can't take it away. And the enemy didn't give it to me, and the enemy can't take it away. Once, once it's found, it's amazing. Let me give you a second thing real quick. I chose joy. Because when life is tough, how many people know that life will be tough at times? I know somebody that's with me right there. Amen? I also choose joy because he provided a way for eternity for me. The whole reason he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross is I could not do for myself what I needed to have done, and that was be sinless. So he took my place. And I choose joy because he loves me and he cares about me. Unconditional. Now, I'm going to enter. We're going to have some fun, a little Christmas cheer. We're going to all laugh and smile. I want to introduce to you my youngest daughter. She's going to be up on the screen. Yeah, that's my youngest daughter. That's Luna, short for lunatic. And she is. She's the only child that we have ever let sleep in the bed, ever. <laughs> she, I say she's spoiled. My wife says she's loved. I'm probably the one that does most of the spoiling, so I don't know. But the other day, and I don't know if you've ever, if you have a dog or not, but like this one here is like, oh, they took it down. This one here is pretty amazing. I don't care if I walk out of the house for five minutes or I've been gone five days. That dog thinks I've been like, I'm the better, best thing. Runs and perches and sits there and puts her head right here and just sits there with that. And she'll start, I think she grunts. My wife said she purrs. To give you a little insight to this dog, um, every morning during the week, I bring my wife a cup of coffee in the bed and I give her a kiss right on her lips. Hey, one day you're going to like it. I'm going to tell you. I'm just saying. You can do now, but... <laughs> um, and I have to kind of slide down because Luna needs her morning kiss too. And so I don't get... We don't get lips, but she gets the side of my face and she licks and then she falls back asleep. Do you know why she gets all that? Because she's loved. She is, she's a brand new record this morning. 927 best days ever. It's a new record for her. You know why? Because her daddy loves her. And you know why I have joy? Because my daddy loves me. Just the way I am with all my mistakes, all my problems. He's taken this man right here, a mess up, and turned him in to a masterpiece. That's why I choose joy. How about you guys? If you choose joy today, I want you to stand up with me. We're going to sing one more song. I'm going to pray for us. 
And we'll wish you a Merry Christmas. It's going to be a great one because we choose joy. Heavenly Father, right now in this moment, we're thankful for who you are and what you've done. We're thankful that because of joy, we can have a great life. I pray because of the cradle and the joy that comes in that and the cross, the joy that came with that is hard as it is to say. And that cave, the resurrection of Jesus. I can have joy unspeakable. And everyone in this room shouted, amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or would like to talk with someone about taking your next step, email us at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.